Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another special edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. No, it's not an NFC least, but we are going to be talking about the quote-unquote champion of the NFC least this season. And I, I say that in air quotes that I know you couldn't see, but I know you could hear and feel in my, uh, through through the microphone is the you know simple fact that they were seven and nine and the best that our division had to offer with that record. Well, if you remember, if you were with us way back when in September, week two, the newly dubbed Washington football team had basically something just short of an epic comeback against the Philadelphia Eagles, which spurred the thought. Is this concept of being nameless and only clinging to your concept of team and your identity as a team? Is that is there something to that? Is is th- could this be a turnaround for this organization's football franchise, which classically, in so many ways, usually finds himself in the bottom half of the NFC least division? And so Connor and I jumped on a podcast and we explored this whole concept of what it you know what it is to be no name but team and talked talked everything that we could about it and then proceeded to make predictions on how they would do in the season and talk about even super bowl aspirations potentially if things went right because if you go to their website their big slogan is no name but team and which is hilarious the first time you read it out loud <laughs> but that and so that is triggered something interesting and we thought it best it you know what what better way we we let off with our predictions let's take a look back and see how we did with our predictions if it came to fruition obviously they didn't go to the super bowl they've been eliminated in the wild card by the bucks but and that's why we waited until they were done before we preemptively jump the gun and then they make it to the super bowl and then we have to do a third episode on just the washington football team no thanks but we got Connor back here again to take a look back on how right we were. I mean, we really killed it all in all on uh, our predictions for the Washington football team. Connor, what do you think? Just overall, general, general, generica. Generally, yes. Generally, um, I think that we were absolutely one hundred percent correct within the margin of error. Absolutely. I mean, so. I mean, we nailed it. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't agree with you more. Like it, no name but team worked for them. It really did. Even even in light of having a quarterback carousel and a litany of other things, the league was wild this year, to say the least, and <laughs> especially our division. But yeah, we were. It was it was something something begocked at. So if you want to go back and listen to that other episode first, and to travel back in time to September, it's episode one twenty eight. It's all in on the Washington football team is the title, and Connor and I go through. We we you know we, we just conceptualize this whole. On the first half, we just conceptualize what this even what this move looks like, how it could affect them, and then we make week by week predictions. But here we're gonna recap all that and kind of kind of take a broad view. Before we do though. Something very, very interesting in just generic news. Now we're going to focus on our division, but I saw a post today that said every team's, every NFL team's record, if all their games had ended at halftime. And it's pretty interesting to see how it panned out. Now we could look at some of the other teams, like the Chargers were awkwardly good. They would have been top of their division, arguably, but uh, we're going to hone in on the NFC least and how the Eagles essentially were exactly the same minus a tie. So they were five and 11 
Washington fell to 5 and 11. The Giants were exactly the same and then the Cowboys still 6 and 10 baby. <laughs> Cowboys talk about consistency. The Cowboys would win the division at 8 and 8. Still our division leader was 500, but it would have been the Dallas Cowboys at 8 and 8. So shaking things up a little bit if games had only gone to halftime. Connor, what do you you have anything to say on just on that little tidbit news? I like how you know, in a lot of ways, that's your best case scenario, and still, best case scenario for the division is a division winner that's five hundred. That's how <laughs> kind of how I took it. A hundred percent. You look. I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, so even then, because you know, you you hear that and you're like, oh, maybe like we would have had someone over five hundred. No, literally nope. five hundred was the bar that we hit. <laughs> so instead of our, and, and only by one game too, like. The Washington football team was yeah. seven and nine and won the division, and it literally would have just shifted things so that, so that the winning team would have been eight and eight. So kind of redonkulous there. But Connor, um, let's let's dive into this. <clears throat> so we went all in on the on the Washington football team, and if we can first look at our division, right? So we went two for two on our on our predictions for the division, meaning we got two of them right, got two of them wrong. Uh, well, technically we were, hold on. No, no, no. That's a lie. Technically we were one and two because True. this happened. In, I keep forgetting this happened in week two. So while I gave us the prediction of a dub, I definitely predicted the Eagles to win that one. So I can't take credit for that one, which, which leads us to week five. We predicted a dub against the giants. They lost. And then we predicted an L against Dallas in the next week. And they won now all being, I'm pretty sure that was Danucky. So, yes. or it Gilbert, was it was, it was the Danucky Gilbert era sometime in there. Yes. And then <clears throat> fast forward two weeks to where it played the giants. We predicted a win again and they lost again. So, uh, but then they won against Dallas. I didn't do my math, right? Leave me alone. I don't know why I didn't count the games. Yeah. Just ignore me. Uh, we did go two and two. <clears throat> So then we did predict the win in Dallas in week 12 because by that, I mean, and then finally we, they, we figured they would cap it off. Like they started it beating the Eagles. I made a big, whole big stink about a jumping off point, right? You know, jumping off point in the playoffs. So, which honestly, that's all the Eagles are good for this year. So we, you know, we we went two for two. We, we started out slow and, or we went two and three. Sorry. We started out really slow going over three and then finished strong by getting our final two predictions. Correct. So I'd say we did pretty good on that front. Yeah, I mean, really, who could have predicted that the Giants would have gone on a random four-game win streak in the middle of the year? Right, and after Saquon gets hurt, right, where three of those games were division opponents, or or two two of those, sorry, two half of those was against the same division opponent, who at that point in yep. time I know was was in the middle of a QB struggle. I'm pretty sure Alex Smith got hurt again at some point. The entire season was the football team in the middle of a QB struggle. No, it's it it was pretty hilarious. So, uh stepping back and taking a wider look, we overall predicted them to go 11 and 5. I know, real bold, but like the title says, we were all in on the Washington football team. And in reality, they went 7 and 9. So, which if you think about it, we were only off. We added four wins, but that's how many different quarterbacks they had to use. Mm. So, and a transitive property, we were spot on. Absolutely. No, we nailed it. We nailed it because 
exactly why you said yeah, you it's take like, away a win for each quarterback that gets lost in the season and mm-hmm. boom Same. 11 and 5 becomes 7 and 9 no, right. it's just math each time you got to sub a quarterback boom you know each time you yep. got to you got to call call someone in the middle of their finals to bring them up to play QB boom that's an, that's an L right there Taylor Heineke <clears throat> But so we 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 started out and, and it it mirrored basically looking at this. I don't know uh, I don't know if you looked at it today, but I, I made up a spreadsheet going side by side. We in our predictions, right? We were four games off, but we still predicted half of their games correctly. We we literally didn't even split. We went eight for eight on the on our predictions on their games, and it was really heavy. We 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 did really well on the back end. Like we only got from week nine. To week seventeen, we only got three games wrong. So it really our awkward downfall was at the beginning of the season. We predicted they would be start hot and only lose to the Ravens uh, through week six, and they lost all of those games. <laughs> so they beat the Eagles and then proceeded to go on a five game lose streak until they finally beat Dallas before their bye week. And so we got the only one we got right in that span was the one that they played the Ravens. <laughs> oh, which is just yeah. If we'd have realized Haskins was quite the, uh, uh, I don't know, the thorn in Riverboat Ron's side dude, that he was, dude, he was a straight up spear in his side. Oh my gosh, yeah. nobody nobody saw that coming really, and. I mean, what are you supposed to do? We didn't, we didn't know old Captain Clap the Cheeks Haskins um, was gonna was gonna go this route and end up being released before the season was even over. So, oh yeah, I mean, take it for what it is. Literally, the, so here's our awkward wrong predictions: the Steelers in Week 13. We we're like, they're gonna they're gonna lose. Duh. Well, they won, and then Carolina in Week 16, which would have solidified the division, and they lost. So, two flip-flop games, two flute games, and then week nine with the Giants, whatever. The Giants decided to get hot, just hot enough to give them the tiebreaker so that then they knew what was going on. It was a whole mess of things. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Fun fact that I don't know if I said... I know I don't know if I said it since we've been recording, but another thing I wanted to look into is like, all right, since they won it this year, how many times have they won it in recent years? Well, in the last decade, they've won it three times. In the last two decades, they've won it three times. So I don't know if that puts things in, into perspective for you, but yeah. So they two thousands big goose egg, and then they basically won it every. Well, they broke that streak. They twelve, fifteen, and then twenty. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be turn of the tide for them. Like, I, to me, looking at this, oh, oh, and then they went to, sorry, they went to the wild card and they lost uh, to the Bucks. But that's irrelevant because playoffs, we don't, those predictions aren't real. We don't know. It's week to week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we, exactly. we only predicted winning the division and going to playoffs as far as I'm concerned. And I think we were right on both of those fronts. But, yes, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Connor. Looking back on having listened to our original episode and looking on the season, what are what are what are some thoughts that come to mind? Some significant points, I guess that that or or observations about this Washington football team relative to I don't know, kind of what we were thought we were looking at, and then what actually happened. Well, 
for one, we really didn't even know who any of the players were. I, I remember that very vividly, and not knowing at all hardly who was on their team. And at the end of the season, I still know very few people on their team. Uh, Chase Young, and I don't remember the other defensive lineman. His name is last name is Sweat. Montez Sweat. Montez, he was he is very good. Yeah, as it turns out, they actually had a legit defense that I don't think we accounted for. Mm-mm. And then, and yet, you know, the defense played like an eleven-five team for the most part. Oh, absolutely, they're one of the top-ranked defenses. Just the quarterbacks of it all. Yeah, Taylor Heineke is. Uh, he may have had played the game of his life, but. Josh McCown played the game of his life last year at 40 and uh, looked like he was a 40-year-old, looked like a 40-year-old trying to play NFL football when he went out there. So let's not let's not get crazy on this. But, no, that's my thoughts exactly. Now, I do also, another, another note that I saw and that I think could have been their ultimate downfall in the playoffs because the game was fairly close. The Bucs were, were leasting their darndest to try and at least give Washington a chance. If you remember... One thing, you know, when you're embracing this team, I know we talked about, like, there's no real bulletin board material or anything like that because there's no name, there's no nothing, it's just team. Well, it's just team, yeah. You had that comment from Chase Young about wanting to go after Tom Brady, and that breaks, that broke, that broke that code of no name but team. It and I think ultimately that was probably their downfall, right? It's like they had they had done the not to get too crazy here, but they had, you know they had, they had kept with the code, kept with their ritual, and then he broke he broke form, broke rank right there, and I think ultimately brought the whole thing down. Said, nope, this is it. You are no longer no point. name but team, and because because I'll tell you, the Bucks couldn't have tried really much harder to not win like to lose that game like they were they were really trying but I think ultimately that move it was just the universe coming the football universe coming in and be like look they they broke their code they had their chance they could have stuck to it you know it was Samson cutting his hair to use a bible reference like it gone the magic is gone because you are no longer no name but team you are now Chase Young over here talking smack but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say besides good job us. We were exactly right on everything, and you can go and check us on that. Yeah. But you'll find that there is no there is no fault or flaw with our predictions. And uh, lastly, I know that one thing we talked about is, you know, how long is this no name but team thing going to last? Is this is this does this have potential for permanence or at least multi years? I know. Earlier in the season, there was a comment made that they were just going to ride this out another season, but who knows where they stand now. I know that if I had that kind of season and it was no name but team, I would seriously consider keeping it. I personally think they will keep it through next year, but I foresee that following off season, them trying to maybe situate a new mascot. But I also could see this scenario, that basically all the higher-ups up until Dan Snyder, excluding him, are going to strong arm and bear and, and and keep them from getting a mascot until Dan's gone because he's a real blemish on 
just a lot. And, and so I think they just, they don't want him to have that redemptive moment. So it's kind of a vendetta there, but I also think maybe they're looking at it like, look, this new mascot is going to be tainted with the, the sins of, of Dan Snyder and the problem that he is. And there will be controversy around it because he will say or do something silly. So Connor, what do you think? I think that's probably fairly potentially accurate. Um, I really don't think they're going to do anything this off season to change uh, the team name. I think they're writing out no name, but team into the off season and the draft, because what better way to exemplify an NFL draft than by a team without a name drafting you. Mm-hmm. Like, how fun is that? <laughs> Congratulations, son. You're playing for a football team, the football team. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just playing for a football team. I'm playing for the football mm-hmm. team. That's what I would lean in on. I just never thought about that. Oh, yeah, you have to. Like the all caps V? I, yeah, exactly. But, you know, they don't and haven't hired us to be their marketing managers yet. No, but hey, we're, we, we'll, we'll charge. A tough gig. <laughs> oh, dude, especially in the turnaround <laughs> that they had to do it, you know? But yeah. who knows? I mean, they could also try and rapidly change it just to do another merch reload and ca- cash in on that. But is what it is, right? Oh, uh, I don't think yet. I, I think, think they still have some merch to sell. Right. Well, especially since they, they won they the division. All the holdouts of people who were like, no, I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to wait until they actually have a team. But now two years in two right. Christmases and maybe, yeah. and maybe they could win the division for a second year in a row, which has been a big deal in the NFC lease. There have not been a lot of, there's only been one, repeat winner in the last like 20 years it's crazy nobody it's That's always somebody new right not surprising i know i know i'm i'm gonna lean in on it was pretty competitive in the 2000s but we can just move on from that uh yeah i i yeah. think i think i think they keep it and because you you know that they, they're selling all that division winner crap oh, uh, yeah. that's all in the shop they you gotta better. move that and so there'll be people buying that and especially if maybe they don't look so good and they're like, well, now I can get this division winner stuff super cheap. And, or it could be, Hey, they could repeat and bada bing, bada boom. So final question. Do you think they will repeat as champions? Okay. Here's the thing they had. They, so of their four quarterbacks that they used this season, right? Uh huh. Dwayne Haskins, no longer on the team. Right. Alex Smith, not under contract and might need a leg lobotomy. Um, Heineke, finishing up college, also not under contract. I bet he gets a contract, but it might not be with them. Yeah. And then there's Josh Allen, who is ultra bland, and we saw play for their team okay. For how long did he play? Three weeks? Maybe. Four? Nah, until he, he then got the curse of the leg lobotomy from Alex Smith. Right. So I, I and he may or may not be under contract going into next season. I don't know. I kind of think he is. I think he's still under a rookie contract. But mm. so then you're talking about maybe him or going out and finding someone. That makes it tough. Their defense is still going to be legit. Um, 
But man, without a quarterback, if no one in the no one else in the division gets any better, yeah, they could. They could off team and defense alone. I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, here's the thing. I I can I can I can almost surefire tell you this. The Eagles have turned into the biggest dumpster dumpster fire. Like it's it, between them, I think the Cowboys are competing for biggest dumpster fire right now because the Cowboys with Dak shattering his leg and then not like having a franchise not having being franchise tagged or reaching a long-term deal has just only stirred the pot in that whole scenario. But the Eagles, I mean, firing Doug Peterson, and nobody knows what's going to happen with Carson Wentz, who are they going to hire, what's going on. We've got a great draft choice. Are we going to soil it on something stupid like a top-tier D lineman that we don't need instead of, you know, maybe skipping on a generational receiver? But basically all that to be said, the Eagles are a hot, hot mess. I don't see that getting – I don't see that first-year new head coach, like, we're going to come in and shake things. No. It's probably going to be a crappier year. It's going to be a building year. And then maybe in 2022, we, we, we could talk, right? So I'd, I'd count them out. Giants, getting Saquon back. And you and you have a serious option at uh, Gallman to at least be relief for him. Like if they, even if they want to just ease Saquon back in and like Gallman play half the snaps, guess what? Gallman's steady. Got a good receiver core. Obviously, the big question mark for you guys is old Danny Dud, the derp, the new the new derp quarterback in New York, and how how that can pan out. But honestly, I mean, considering how you guys did with out Sa- Saquon, and then you're gonna have freaking Saquon back, I and the fact that you you had the tiebreaker over him this last season, I'm like, I don't see why you couldn't at least challenge them. And then the Cowboys, Lord knows, all right? They were they were going to be the bees knees this year and that all went straight out the window, so they're a total toss up. So I think yeah, <laughs> chances are pretty based on what we know, chances are pretty good. Uh we'll see. I, I think it's very dependent upon if the Cowboys can actually like piece together good football, good winning football with all the pieces that they have, but it all could fall apart too. So to me right now, it really comes down to giants versus Washington football team. And, uh, I think, I think the giants have a slight leg up, no pun intended because of Saquon's return. Yeah. I, I, you know, the fan in me, of course, is like listening to you drooling like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's true, bro. But I don't know. I've just been, I've just been hurt so much lately. I don't want to assume, and I've never been sold on Daniel. So Daniel's not even sold on Daniel. (laughs) It's just tough for me to go all in Mm. thinking that they'll really challenge for the division. But at the same time, challenging for this division apparently just means you have like five wins. Honestly. And so. and and the Giants did challenge him for the division by having the tiebreaker and literally just needing one other team to beat him. So, I mean, let's be clear. When I say like they have a challenge, I'm just saying it may not come down to another team having to beat them. It just may come down to the fact they beat them head to head in the season and then they have they literally will have the same record of six and ten and then they'll get the tiebreaker. So like nothing crazy has to happen. They literally win one more game and that's a wrap. 
And I think Saquon's yeah. worth one more game. Oh, this is a very different situation from, oh, yeah, they'll be challenging for the division. We're talking definite double-digit wins. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. We're talking they win one We're more game. maybe a V in Roman numerals. <laughs> we got to V. We get we add an I on to our V, and that changed the whole game. Now we're in the playoffs. <laughs> which, which it should be noted that when the Giants make the playoffs, they win the Super Bowl. So <laughs> that like if Giant when Giants win this division, y'all everyone should watch out because guess what? Last time they they only won the division once in the in the last decade, and that was the year that they won the Super Bowl. And then before that, I don't remember, but maybe it was like twice. And they went super deep. One of those times, before that, one of those times was definitely a Super Bowl win. So it's like, Giants, when they decide to win the division, it's it's real. Yeah. Not, not necessarily yeah, in like their record much. showing it, but like they just do big things in postseason. So. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just kind of, we're, the, we're the people who are like, well, I guess if we're here. <laughs> oh. We're here? Oh, yeah, we'll actually play. It's fine. <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Oh, who just don't belong. And they're like, who we got? Tom Brady? Oh, psh, the guy's a chump. <laughs> we'll show him. Eli, get out there. And, gosh. Well, I think that I think that's more than enough on our recap for... <laughs> How, how it panned out for us going all in on the Washington football team. I think it panned out pretty darn well. Once again, like with all the NFC Lee stuff, our predictions were kind of scarily spot on, like eerily. Like looking at it, I was like, that's, I mean, it may not reflect it in 11 and 5 versus 7 and 9, but when you actually look at it and break it down, it's like, gosh, like I highlighted all the games we got right with green, and there was a lot of green on here. It's not like we just randomly predicted half the games and then. Uh, or it's not like, oh, 7-9, and nine, but like we missed on a bunch of games. It's like, no, we were actually pretty right on how a lot of these games would pan out, despite not knowing about the quarterback carousel, the Wayne Haskins thorn, and a bunch of other stuff. So, all in all, hats off to us uh, to pat our own back here. I know uh, that's, you know, but also saying extremely humble. So, <laughs> can't do this with a yes. straight face. One of you our know. very best things that we do. No, we're we're extremely right and extremely humble. I mean, top two qualities, just classic stuff. You know, total role model athlete type stuff, right? Um, yeah. So I also just want to thank God. No, <laughs> doing the post game interview, but uh, seriously, would love to know. Any and all of your thoughts around this, what you thought, if you made these sort of predictions after listening to our episode, how right you thought our, our were, if you want to just congratulate us further, whatever it may be, you know, the usual stuff, feel free to email the show. It's theramblingviking at gmail.com or you can text in. It's 580-789-9258. I will never mess that number up again. Learn that one the weird way. So, thanks so much for listening. Connor, as always, thanks for having mm-hmm. us. This is a nice, short, sweet episode for y'all. We'll see you next time. <laughs>